This week's 90 Day Fiance Recap on Rob Has a Podcast is sponsored by our friends over at BetterHelp Online Counseling. If you're having trouble meeting your goals or difficulty with relationships like so many of the couples that we talk about here on 90 Day Fiance, if you're having trouble sleeping, feeling stressed or depressed, BetterHelp is available. BetterHelp offers online professional counselors who can listen and help simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your needs and BetterHelp will match you with your own licensed professional therapist you can start communicating in under 48 hours and it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it's secure online professional counseling better health counselors have a broad range of expertise which may not be available in your area the service is available for clients worldwide you can log into your account anytime and send unlimited messages to your counselor you'll get timely and thoughtful responses that you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and everything you share is confidential you won't have to ever sit in an awkward waiting room Room. Again, BetterHelp is committed to help facilitating great therapeutic matches, so it's easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Rob as a podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash R-H-A-P. Visit betterhelp.com slash RHAP to join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced BetterHelp professional. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Cicero back here for another week of 90 Day Fiance here on uh, RHAP. And of course, we have so much to celebrate. Uh, so many uh, weddings, maybe more on the way, maybe. We'll see. Uh, very excited to have uh, back with us here the man who got it all started, Mr. 90 Day Fiance. Puya Zamakili Puya, how are you? I'm doing phenomenal, Rob. I, I would just like to thank you on top of the show for. Uh you know, commissioning a horse carriage to bring me to this podcast. Yes. Today. It really meant a lot to me. Yes. Well, I've also written on. vows uh, to you on this piece of oak tag uh, that I will Are read later on in the show. Yes. I'll, I'll say mine in English. You say yours in Farsi. <laughs> That's the only way this can yes. go down. <laughs> yes. So, all right. Anyway, Puya, big wedding week as uh, we're tying up a couple of stories. We're not seeing a couple of other couples. Mike and Natalie, everything is really hanging in the balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the season's drawing to a close, which means usually it's it's wedding bells and happy endings. Um, but then obviously there are some roller coasters in the midst, and then there's some that we're not even going to see till next week. So they really, I feel like they. We've talked about the season. We love the beginning. The beginning drew all of us in. Love the we've beginning. Kind of just been coasting we kind of been coasting and like the roller coaster is about to go downwards and we're about to finish the ride yeah so yeah so could you tell me that is uh this a typical 90 day fiance season like I, i've seen parts of different seasons this is my first time all the way through to me this feels a lot like a big brother season of you know hey oh my god it's crazy we're here live feeds oh my god uh 16 people anything could happen anything could happen and then really like after a certain point it's almost like oh the die is cast and then the show is just playing out the string here these last 4 or 5 weeks yes so i think that typically with 90 day because it always has like to cody's start got with this yeah, it's like you're introducing everyone. It's like, oh, this person's wild. Oh, their family's bugging. Okay, there's a lot going on. 
But then by the end, everyone kind of like fixes everything. But I will say these last couple of seasons of 90 Day, since the pandemic has started, I feel like they don't know where to stop and where to like, because they're trying to, I feel like they're trying to stretch it out as long as they can, uh, which is what feels like it's happening to me. Mm -hmm. This is kind of the ending does make sense for like, yep, it's just the weddings, yada, yada. Um, Some of them will have exciting moments in the wedding. Some of them won't. But for the most part, yeah, 90 Day is a great 10 to 11 episodes and then a harder 12 to 16 episodes just because of the fact that when you know it's all going to go well, it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Okay. Well, Puya, let's start with the couple who's really at the center of everything uh, right now, Mike and Natalie. And of course, that they are the couple that is having like this cliffhanger going into next week. Has any 90 day fiance in the history of the show ever taken it to the brink like this? So I'm inclined to say not like this. This is just insanity for me. And as as someone who's like gone through the process now, the anxiety I feel hearing, yeah, um, either we get married tomorrow or I leave because I'm literally going to be illegal here is so stressful. It's so stressful. And, you know, thank you. Shout out to the audience who, who tweeted at us and said, hey, no, you need identification for the hotel. This mm-hmm. is a fact. I was like, okay, thank you. We know that now. Because the episode starts with Natalie having to return to the belly of the beast that is Mike. They had to mm-hmm. come back together. Yeah. So poor Tamara, <laughs> who uh, had to not only drive Natalie to uh, the hotel in Seattle, she was also going to stay there overnight uh, with, with Natalie. Like, was Natalie just like a day early for her flight? I think so. I think it was just like we I I can't be in the same place as him. I need the complete separation right away to make this happen. Uh, to to Tamara, I say yeah, at least if you were driving for Uber, you get star ratings, mm-hmm. you get tips. Like this is just anguish and awkwardness because you're gonna have to walk up to the desk lady and be like, yeah, she's my neighbor. Um, and and this is me working as a, you're too kind of a neighbor, Tamara. If you're doing this, this is too much. Mike can't be that good of a neighbor to you for you to be reciprocating like this. Yeah. So I don't know why there was no other option of like I, I get it. She was driving her to the airport, but it seemed like that the flight wasn't for another day or so. So I don't know why that that was the only option was to go to Seattle and stay at this hotel uh, with Tamara. But they couldn't get through. I mean. Could, but could Mike have faxed in his driver's license or do they need to have all of the the documents there in person? No, for the most part, from what I've gathered is that you can electronically send verification. That's how my when I moved to Canada, my dad had to do that for me to check into my hotel. Mm-hmm. So I know that that's possible. It's, there's a chance this hotel was like we don't have that kind of like capabilities right now. But I think that could have solved it. But also. I mean, I would assume that a fax machine does exist at Mike's old house mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, but also he could have emailed it. Like, I don't think this was the the only way to do it. There should have been other ways. Seems like they gave up pretty easily. Which is very quintessential them. It's like, eh, I'm good. All right. I'm just not going to head on back. All right. So she's coming back. Uh, we see Mike, who is back at that. Mike, look, you know, um, I've had better days, uh, Puya, but uh, Mike looks awful in these episodes. I mean, uh, like I, I think Mike is younger than me, and but I mean, Mike looks like he's like uh, you know sixty five years old at this point. Yeah, he looked like he had aged a decade since we had last seen him. 
apparently uh, turning down the wedding does a lot to you. He definitely looked like he was down in the dumps. I got to imagine he did not have a good night. I think there's, no matter how we feel about him, he probably was dealing with a lot of guilt that mm-hmm. he did this. I don't think, I think anybody, no matter how heartless they might seem, to like reject someone minutes from the altar is, is it's a, it's a big, it's a very big thing you're doing. Uh, people do it all the time, Puya. That's <laughs> what Mike said. He, he said he's never met anybody, but also people do it all the time. So it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, you know, some people jog, some people leave at the altar, you know, it's, it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like when he was like kicking Natalie's uh, slippers around the house. Yeah, I thought that was very funny that the slippers brought so much memory back that he had to kick them. Like, mm-hmm. come on. And like, no one is going to look badass kicking pink slippers. I'm sorry. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, we see Mike talking with producers uh, about like, hey, what, like, Mike, what, what's the deal? Uh, and I feel like he can't even like say what the problem is. He's just like, uh, yeah, I just um, had uh, cold uh, feet. Uh, why don't you put on Natalie's slippers then, cold feet? That's what they're for. <laughs> they're right there. Get some socks on you. Everything no, he, is he just does, rushed. And, you know, he treats stuff. every single interview, Rob, as it as it's a like an NBA press conference, like right after the game. It's like it was a hard game out there, but the boys did it. We pulled through on to the next one. Like it's mm-hmm. very cookie cutter. And like I think he's picking them out of a hat <laughs> and they just kind of like all sound the same and none of them match. So he's like he got nervous. He got cold feet. He felt like everything was rushed. It wasn't a good day. He wasn't ready. Like these are all just synonymous with saying I couldn't do it. So it's so like I couldn't do it, and I feel guilty. Like that's really all you want to say here. Stop like winding us up. Mm-hmm. All right. So Natalie is coming back to Mike's house now. I don't know why Natalie couldn't stay in the Uncle Bo cabin uh, that we profiled a couple of weeks ago. I think. By the sounds of it, she'd rather test the wild streets of Seattle before she settles into that little cabin of Uncle Bo's with all the magazine cut out. <laughs> okay, so we got a card on the screen when Natalie comes back. Uh, Mike requested they turn off the cameras. Ho, 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 Mike, since when is that an option of, hey, could we turn the cameras off for a little bit? Here's the thing. They turned the cameras off. I assumed, oh, they're going to talk all of this out and then we're going to hear the fallout the next day. But they just slept in separate rooms. She's been ignoring him. Nothing happened, which to me was like, then why does Mike get the right to have these things be paused? I want to see the awkwardness. I want to see the brushing past each other and not speaking parts at the yeah. very least. So it was a choice. I, I just I don't get it. Like, uh, I guess that look. Coronavirus has been a huge impact on uh, this season. And we're seeing like all these crazy like tripods and iPhone camera angles. So Mm -hmm. that there's, you know, no way to minimize the effect that uh, coronavirus has had on the filming of this season. But, you know, people are taking advantage. It's like willy nilly of like, oh, uh, no, uh, no cameras for this part right now. Yeah, I feel like you shouldn't. You signed up for this. You're getting paid for this. You got to like keep them on, especially if you're again, especially if you're not going to even have any conversations that are difficult to have. Like, got to just give us what we want, man. Like, mm-hmm. Mike, you've been you've been killing us with not giving us content this season. Really? Like you peaked with the fireworks and Uncle Bo. You really did. I, I've been feeling nothing but dread speaking about this couple for like four <laughs> weeks now. Yeah. So. All right. Um. 
Mike and Natalie are talking uh, eventually. Um, and Mike is going to tell her like that. Hey, uh, I just got cold feet. And she doesn't really know what that euphemism means. Yeah. What does that very mean? Much, <laughs> it took me back to when he was going to get a root beer. And she's like, wait, there's beer in this. Mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of like of that nature to me. But I mean, her whole thing is she's like, everyone's going to laugh at me. I literally got rejected two hours before the wedding. So what is going on here? And then he says he was an a-hole. Shout out to Kiva. And then he apologizes firmly. So this whole conversation kind of went nowhere. It kind of went in circles. And because he keeps saying that he never wanted her to leave. He's been happy that she's there. But he still also has cold feet and can't get himself to do it. So it's one of those things where you walked into the restaurant, but you're like, I'm not I'm hungry, but I'm not going to order. Like, then why are you here? Why Mm -hmm. are we here, Michael? Yeah. I did like when he was trying to sell to her that, like, uh, this isn't that crazy. You know, people all the time, like, uh, you know, are going to get married and then they they don't. She says, uh, who? Who does this? Uh, I don't know. I've heard. Two hours before. Richard Sure. Roberts. I I mean, in fairness, I have seen it on TV. I've never known anybody that it actually happened to in real life. Was that was it Richard Gere with Julia Roberts and Runaway, Runaway Bride? Bride? Yeah, I don't want to get that. Yeah, okay, I also good. feel like in a lot of movies that they would like. I grew up with people always like, uh, if anyone here has an objection to this union happening, and then somebody comes in like, yes, I do. Uh, but I've never been to a real wedding where they even asked that question. That yeah, I don't think I've ever heard it. I feel like if that was to happen at this day and age, someone would use it to make a skit. And like on purpose, say mm-hmm. something for the for the TikTok. So I feel like they've removed that part on purpose, yeah. which I think I don't is, want is it appropriate. There. Yeah. No. Yeah. How about I don't have to have a live debate with someone in the audience about whether or not I should be getting married right now? How about that doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it seems like, though, that Mike has like another option on the table that Mike wants to explore. So Mike seemingly has come up with this idea like okay well what if we don't get married but you don't quite leave is it could we are are you open to that could we do uh, like a uh, uh you know not married with benefits is that on the table at all like can we hit snooze can we hit pause on all this maybe that'll mm-hmm. help me out yeah which is wild. Is it 90 is days a, in quotation marks? It's a 90, 180. That's 90 times two. That's double 90. Mm-hmm. That's fine. They'll allow it. Because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a coronavirus. Like that, I mean, like certainly, like that's got to like stop the clock for like they're not just like taking people out of their house, right? He is. It's so funny because. I would argue that Mike is probably the worst person to try and negotiate anything Mm -hmm. because he clearly can't make a decision. So even if he thought I have the charm to like talk to any authorities that come through and explain what happened. No, that is not a possibility. This is wild. Um, Because Mike is so well-spoken and could talk his way out of any situation. Clearly, Mm -hmm. clearly. So yeah, nothing is, he's never left any loose ends in any (laughs) conversations. He lives in the loose ends. It's mm-hmm. yeah. I, I this was a wild proposition because especially you're saying this to somebody who, as of two days from now, is going to be illegal in the country. Like how? No one's going to feel comfortable doing that. If if this was something that you wanted to do, this is something they should have done research in earlier, far earlier than two days prior. 
So to do it like on the buzzer beater, this is not something that's doable. Even if it was, I'm assuming the amount of paperwork that would have to go into mm-hmm. this to like make this happen and file it before the 90 days are officially done. Come on, Mike, this is a half-baked idea and and you know this. So Natalie is open to hearing it out. She's like, uh, like, look, I don't want to break the law, but if there's a way maybe that we can make this work, you know, Natalie seemingly has not is keeping the door open to, well, okay, well, if you still want to get married, I'll, I'll still do it. She, if, if Mike said, I need you to run a triathlon, I need you to swim across this ocean, she would do it. For mm-hmm. this. It's like, she's pretty much down. I think she just doesn't want to leave during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest part for her is the, the great unknown of, I don't even know if I can go back to Ukraine. That's a lot of hardship. I don't want that for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, well, Mike sucks, but coronavirus seems worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's like virus, Mike, mm, virus kind of edges us out a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. So we get this uh, immigration lawyer on the phone. And uh, this was similar to uh, we saw this earlier in the season. Uh, was it uh, Yara and Jovi talked to a, a lawyer? Well, I think that didn't um, Natalie talk to somebody herself? Like it was just Natalie? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, this has come up a couple, one other time. Oh, no, it was, you know what? It was Andrew and Amira. Oh, okay. Andrew and Amira. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, yes, they spoke to somebody. Does uh, 90 Day Fiance have this person on retainer? It wasn't the same woman, right? It wasn't the same woman. There was no iconic Zoom background that I could see right through. So I don't think it was her. No, I mean, this is someone they found, right? Someone they found for mm-hmm. themselves to uh, to talk to. And I love the way this person handled everything. I really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they have a question. And it's like, uh, just like hypothetically speaking, uh, we have the K-1 visa. It expires tomorrow. But... If we just uh, just say we didn't get married tomorrow, like uh, that, that's fine, right? Yeah, there's like some wiggle room there uh, with that. And the woman on the Zoom call says, um, yeah, I wouldn't do that. That's uh, that is not my advice. Uh, my advice is that you should get married by tomorrow. Which. I feel like they just wasted money by by getting this professional opinion, mm-hmm. which pretty much leans, "Hey, uh, idiots! No, you gotta you gotta either get married or you gotta leave." There's but they kept no going back. Other way about it. Yeah, they're like, "But is it terrible though if we don't like? Uh, is it like it's not like the end of the world if we didn't, <laughs> right?" I think they would have hired five more immigration lawyers until one of them said, yes, it's fine. And they would have been like, well, one of them said fine. Good enough for me. They just don't want to like it's again. It's so funny because they don't want to do it. But also they want to stay together, which is just not doable, Mm -hmm. not doable. I think to this day, um, I think that any visas that were missed during this pandemic just got missed. Like there was no like, okay, until it's done, you're good. It's like, oh, well, tough for you. You missed your window. There's nothing else that can be done about it. Yeah. So what would have to happen then at this point? Like, so uh, let me, let me, I guess I'm, uh, I'm like the mic here. Um, So hypothetically, if they didn't get married then, but then got married, say a month after the K-1 visa expires, 
at the point that they are married, is that sort of like, okay, well, then, uh, you know, all is forgiven? Or is it like, okay, well, you didn't get married in time, so either you're you're married, but she has to leave and then come back and then file again? Right. So, like, this is, I'm sure someone will correct us on mm-hmm. this, maybe even Liana, if you hear this and, and you're like, you were wrong. Feel free to let me know. Um, But so from what I gather, the most important part is the marriage part, like the signing of the documents that you are married. Now, the immigration lawyer specified that filing, uh, getting married and then filing for the uh, visa, the green card, the application of permanent residence. That is you have to do that also within the 90 days. So the whole problem with her here was that she can't she can't leave the country and come back because once you're in the States on this visa, you can only leave if you file for um, your adjustment of status and there's a pending application because then and then even then when you leave, there's no guarantee that they'll just let you back in because you have pending. They can the immigration officer at the airport can still make the ultimate decision. And you also have to file for an application known as the advanced parole document, which is what serves as your visa of entry. Um, from another country back to the U.S. until your green card gets approved. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that goes into it. Is It's very, very structured and it's very, very complicated. But no, essentially, those 90 days are 90 days for a reason. You have to get married during that time. I think there's leeway for applying for the adjustment of status between that time. But obviously, they always recommend just do it all in the 90 days so you have ease of mind so you don't have any complications moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Mike keeps going back to like, uh, but like, uh, they're not going to come to the house, right? Or anything like that. And, and the woman like is like, yeah, I really, it is my advice that you should get married in, in the next, uh, day. Uh, my favorite part was when, uh, then Natalie starts telling the woman on the phone or on the Zoom call, like the whole story of no, he actually, he is the one that keeps moving the wedding date. And then he canceled the wedding two hours before we were supposed to get married. And uh, the woman is like, yeah, the, um, you know, that's not really a legal question uh, for me. <laughs> My favorite things with Natalie are her oversharing to people. She did that with the waiter that one time. Mm-hmm. She's doing it here. She did that at the store when they went looking for for stuff to buy. She just wants to be heard and she wants people to know that, hey, I don't think I'm out of order for feeling this way. Like he's, he is driving me to this brink, but I mean, she's getting paid. She's on the clock and she doesn't want to deal with your nonsense. Like Mm -hmm. this is not why she's here. No, wait, this is the big time for this uh, immigration lawyer. She's on 90 day fiance. I mean, this is like as good of a day at the job as it gets, right? Like I'm sure all of her colleagues are like, Hey, saw you on 90 day last night. Congratulations. (laughs) You got called up to the show. I mean, imagine if that I want to be a part of that group chat and see how how excited they get because it's a LinkedIn message, I think. Oh, yeah. Does LinkedIn let you do group chats or is that just a one on one basis? Hmm. I think you can have a group. I don't know if there's a group chat. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's great for her, but I think that's the other thing, too. She's like, I'm getting my break on TV. I'm going to be the serious one. I'm going to give people a reason to contact me so I can be representing them so I can be, you know. Pull in the cash. So maybe by me not being involved in their dramatics, that might make me look professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they leave it with the lawyer of the lawyer says, uh, I think you have some personal issues. 
Uh, you two have a lot to to figure out. Yeah, that was a nice way of putting it from the from the lawyer. Basically, mm-hmm. just one sentence away from "get your ass together" by hang up. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, this is where they're left at here after this call is they're about a day and a half out of making this big decision of, will you stay or will you go? Like, what is going to happen here? That's the bottom line. There's nothing else we can do about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh- does not seem like a lot is improving here, Puya. That uh, later on, like uh, Natalie is looking for Michael, and uh, that he is like, uh, "I'm not in the room right now." Like, where is he? <laughs> Michael doesn't want anything to do. Like, Michael thinks, "Okay, we had our big discussion about this today. The rest of the night, we're taking off, and then tomorrow we'll talk about this again." <laughs> You can't when it's time sensitive like this. How did two hours go by between the the Zoom call and this and y'all didn't talk about it? Yeah. It's, yeah. How is he dodging her at this point? Like, they just got off a Zoom call with the immigration lawyer who said, yeah, either she has to get married or leave the country tomorrow. And Mike's like, oh, let me run out the clock here. <laughs> take a knee and uh just try to see him. like what what is he building towards i it makes no sense to me it just doesn't i i don't understand how because it's it's a yes or no right there's no like it's complicated anymore mm-hmm. it's a yes or no and you gotta make a decision on it there's n- there's nothing else that you can do here so it's it's wild to me that he was getting away with this much leeway to say nothing and that he's been able to not say anything when you know Natalie's sitting in the corner of the room darting eyes at him. When you know that Natalie's going to constantly be pestering yeah. him about it. And with all these other couples, it does seem contrived about like, oh, I don't know. Am I going to really go through with it? Like, uh, you know, it's really it's cutting down to it. And I just think about like, am I ready for this? But like Mike clearly does not want this. No, there's been nothing more clear than than Mike is over this. He's done. I honestly think Natalie's over this and she's done. Natalie just, again, does not want to face the pandemic, which I think makes perfect sense. So all of this to be said, like y'all are making a mockery out of this visa. You need to just let yourselves go. Move on. Mm-hmm. Find people that are more suitable for you. Because trust me when I say that the two of you are very much incompatible and and this was evident to us the viewers by episode three so what do you think we're gonna get next week so let's see what did the next time on say for them um everything that could go wrong went wrong okay that i mean rob i don't know Mm -hmm. because i didn't think she was gonna end up back at the house with him so like for all we know they get shotgun married like just right then and there uncle bo is like ordained overnight and mm-hmm. then he officiates it like i have no idea it's either that or she leaves and i feel like if she was leaving we would have gotten footage of her yeah. like in the airport which we didn't get so next week's episode is it going to be like half of the like uh following up with the rest of the active unmarried couples and then we have like a reunion show Yes, yeah, so I think anyone that did not tie the knot on camera this week will be getting that done next week. I think everyone that got married married is done. We're not going to yeah. see them until if a reunion happens, if a tell-all happens, which they didn't do one for one of the shows. They might not do one here. They might just kind of let it bleed into 90 Day Bears all, mm-hmm. which is what they've been doing well, with they some did, of the 90 I Day I thought Promise stories. a tell-all uh, next week in one of the commercials. 
Oh, okay. So I, I've, I have not been watching with commercials. That's good. To, so they, they teased it for next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So we might get a, we might get a back to back of an hour of the show. And then like the rest is tell all potentially, because mm-hmm. I think they're going to wrap up all the stories and then we're going to get to tell all. And that's it. The, sh- the season's done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's uh, see what happens next week. Do you think that they're all there in person or is it like they do like segments? So what they've been doing, I mean, now with the with the pandemic, I mean, on Bears All, they've been having people. They've been having people there and stuff. So I do think that there's a possibility that they will have some of them there and then some of them will be just coming in via like Zoom, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that's they could skip a couple of couples. I, I feel like uh, I don't need a ton of follow up with uh, with a few of these people. But all right. Uh, anything to say with uh, Mike and Natalie? uh no the worst couple in the whole world i dread talking about you next week mike Mm -hmm. and natalie but uh you know keep on keeping on you're still in the show yeah making one more appearance at least so i'm uh, hard-pressed to think of two people with less in common that should not be together under any circumstances than any other couple i've ever met in the entire world than mike and natalie I feel like the show is has held us hostage with them. I feel mm-hmm. like the show was like by episode. We're like three, Natalie. Said, hey. We're like, can we like, uh, hey, like, uh, can we leave? Can we get out of here? Yeah. Like, yeah, if just, you're done uh, with each other, we're done with you. And the show is like, mm, well, maybe they're still together. So just stick around mm-hmm. and see what happens. And I'm like, hey, um, can we get an immigration lawyer to get out of this situation? Because I would be very okay with that. I'd be very okay with that. And I and I'm I'm done. I'm done with talking about both of them. Because both of them are the worst. And like, I'm team neither. I'm literally team pink slippers at this point. I'm over them. I'm over the two of them. Yeah. They both would be much better with somebody, anybody else. Literally anybody else yeah. at this point. Yeah. Okay. All right. Puyo, you want to talk about uh, one of the happier weddings? Uh, I think we have three other weddings uh, that happened this week. Yes, please. Let's clean the palette. Let's go with a happy, um, happy marriage finish here for for which one, one? Of these couples which one do you like um, I mean, which one do i like i think if i'm going with the short and sweet of it i think we go with um rebecca and ziad next. rebecca and ziad and after all that they finally got married and uh you know what rebecca was like complaining about that uh, she wasn't going to get to have a nice wedding and look it, it all worked out they did it they pulled lovely. it off mm-hmm Everything looked great. I thought the carriage was nice. It was a good touch. I know she liked that. Um, mm-hmm. so my biggest problem was that the, not Mika, but the other person that walked down with yeah, her, Clay. So it was uh, Clay and Micah. Yeah. Clay's chain wallet should have just stayed home. Why was this guy wearing a chain wallet at a wedding? I mean, so many questions with the guys that gave away um, <laughs> Rebecca. First of all, okay, Clay is the uh, son-in-law, or future son-in-law. I'm sorry, Micah's the, the future son-in-law. Micah's the, yeah. Who the hell is Clay? Wait, this is just like Micah's friend? Who the hell is this guy that's giving away Rebecca? We didn't see this guy once the whole season. He has a son. That we've met. Why yeah. was it the sun there? I don't. I don't know. I mean, that look. I know with COVID and everything, like uh, it was all outside. It could have been standing like uh, twenty feet away and watching this mm-hmm. all uh, go down. Um, for I mean, for the record, uh, that not one person has a mask on here. I don't get the sense that uh, the the crew 
uh, at Rebecca's wedding seemed especially concerned about uh, COVID protocols. But uh, Clay and Micah, these guys, are, they were wearing hats. Yep. They, like the two of them, Rebecca and Ziad, put a lot of work into getting baseball hats. Mm-hmm. They look like they, and like baseball hats, jeans, mm-hmm. and like jeans with like designs on them, chain wallet, like straight out of untucked out of, shirts. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's big duck dynasty energy to me, which I was like, why is this your choice of attire? And then um, her daughter also was just kind of like, you know, what, what she would dress up for, like the mall. Like it was just, they were all dressed way too casual for me. Um, seeing how the the two of them put on the full getup. Like she literally wanted a horse-drawn carriage and the wedding dress. And she bought a corset to wear on top of the wedding dress. And Liana made sure I came here and said that you're not supposed to do that. It's supposed to be underneath. But well, when she explained that it was to cover yeah. up the fact that it won't zip up, I was like, that makes sense. That, yes, it, looked it was, it it was not necessarily, fun. I don't think it was a fashion choice. I think it was no. a, uh, <laughs> they were, uh, it was an improvisational choice. Yeah, so like everything they the work they put in, I was astounded that Rebecca had not enforced a look for the other people at the party to be like, hey, dress pants and shirt tucked in. How about that at the very least? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, these guys, uh, you would not know that they were like a ten. Maybe they had like uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what else they had uh, booked for this day. Well, well, it's like when you got to go to a wedding at four and then go skeet shooting at five, like they really double book themselves on this here evening. Yeah. Uh, What do you think about Zia? Did he pull off the red jacket and blue shirt and blue pants? You know, I wasn't mad at it. I thought I would be. I thought the red was going to give me Mario vibes. It did not. Yeah, he was. The red was dark enough that I think it like didn't offset the blue. I thought it was a good look. He worked 30 minutes on his hair. The hair looked immaculate. The glasses were a good touch. He looked very stylish for his wedding. I was very happy for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Ziet, uh that he was happy with what Rebecca looked like. Said uh, that Rebecca is so sexy. Mm-hmm. Don't look He's a big him. fan. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, it was a nice ceremony. Yeah, I thought it was very, very pleasant. Um, I like that he repeated all the things. And then instead of I do, says, yeah. And she was like, no, say I do. He's like, oh, okay. Um, I ended up having, I'll tell you this, Rob. So when, when we were doing the, uh, the, the repeat after me, I'm obviously like, yes. I don't know. I don't have knowledge. But we went on, we went on. And I said, I do. And then the officiant continued, which made me realize, oh, I, I shot too soon. Because I, I didn't know when it was going to stop either. So like now Liana's looking at me, smiling at me, about to, holding in a laugh. And I'm laughing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a lovely moment. But also I feel kind of stupid up here mm-hmm. right now. So definitely, I felt a little bit as yet in that moment um, when I watching him go through it in this episode. Yeah. Um, Zied's hair also, Puya, was, uh, you know, on, on point. Mm-hmm. He got I it like all working. It. Yeah. That beard was good. Hair was good. I love the glasses. The gold, like the gold watch was a great touch, too. Um, no, he put together this look very well. I don't know if I, if I think he needed a tie or not. Um, I'm leaning towards it was fine. Like he didn't really need the tie. He was okay. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I, I think it was fine. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's it for Rebecca and Zied. Uh, I guess you want to like close the out there file of like uh, what was the the high point of Rebecca and Zied this season? 
like for me and like what I enjoyed the most. Yeah. Um, I really liked Rebecca going to buy him the gaming console. Yeah, I think that so. was one of my favorite moments. Yeah, that was on point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of I really did like when they went to that dinner and she got mad at him for talking to that girl. Yeah, I thought that was good. That was good. But yeah, and then the lowest point for me was when the friend just straight up blurted <laughs> in front of Ziad that, "Hey, uh, didn't you used to live here with your ex?" Like that was the worst part. For me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like between that and then also like uh, uh, Tiffany and Mike uh, coming to the airport and uh, being just like openly hostile to Ziad. Uh, yeah, that was sort of a low. Yeah, Micah's the worst. Per- like Micah, for the amount of time we've seen him on screen and how much like irritation he gives me, it's he's the I just I can't handle this kid. I really can't. Mm-hmm. He's the worst. I don't like him. The whole like everything with like the the we have to get married before Ramadan. That was kind of like their low point of the story for me too. Where I I feel like for three episodes straight, that's all we talked about, and I thought the solution was right there, and it was easy. Uh, ultimately, look. They got married. They're happy. Uh, let them ride into the sunset. We are happy for them. Okay. So, Rebecca and Ziad, uh, we'll see if we hear from them uh, next week on the tell-all. I hope we do. I hope we do. I want to see how they're doing and check in on them. All right. We'll be right back to talk about Tariq and Hazel's wedding. But first, I want to talk about our friends over at Brook Linen. Now, look, whether you are an early bird or if you uh, like to hit the snooze button like uh, some people that we know. I hate morning. Then you are want to make sure you're in your bed for the right reasons, like it's comfortable. That starts with your comforter. Brooklinen can help you get your best sleep. Brooklinen creates beautiful, high-quality bedding and home essentials. And they work directly with manufacturers to give you a fair price. No middlemen. No markups. Their comforters come in lightweight, all season and ultra warm to suit every type of sleeper and lifestyle. There's even a weighted comforter option for stress release. They offer a variety of materials, including eco-friendly recycled down alternative. And Brooklinen's comforters pair perfectly with their sheets, pillows, and duvet covers. As a reason, Brooklinen has over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. If you're a longtime Robert's Podcast listener, you know I love talking about my Brook Linen sheets. They are the favorite sheets that I've ever had. We have to have a multiple sets because I don't like it if they're in the laundry and we have to use inferior sheets. I always sleep so great when I get to have Brook Linen sheets. They're so soft and comfortable. You're going to love them too. Treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with Brook Linen's comforter collection. Go to brooklinen.com. Use promo code ROB to get $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B R O O K L I N E N.com. Enter promo code ROB for $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com. Promo code ROB, or as I like to say, no sleep till Brook Linen. Now, let's get back to talking about Tariq. And Hazel here on our 90 Day Fiance Recap. Huya, should we uh, talk about the Tariq and Hazel affair or Brandon and Julia? Um, I think let's talk about the Tariq and Hazel affair because maybe the Brandon and Julia has a little bit more meat on the bone. Yeah. No, the Tariq and Hazel, uh, it was uh, really uh, pretty cut and dry. Uh, we did get the wedding was going to be at the Spiritual Center, which, you know, that that was a uh, question mark, the ARE Center, and they are going to get married there. 
they pulled it off. Yeah, he won. He won the battle there, but only because the churches were still closed during the pandemic. So mm-hmm. it worked out for him in that way. Yeah. Um. You know, not a lot going on with Tariq and Hazel. We had to do like a reset of. Uh, hey, remember when Hazel had the bachelor party? Uh, bachelor party last week. That's. <laughs> what was your favorite part? And she said, "Booty cheeks." Booty which cheeks. I thought was best two words to describe the situation. Good for you, Hazel. I'm glad you enjoyed your bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we talked about the fact that he, uh, Tariq didn't have a bachelor party because he was busy doing all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I thought, I thought their venue was very well done. I loved my favorite part of all this. Rob was the the fact that Tariq had Dwayne with him, yes. his older brother. Not was Dean. very touching. Yeah, Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Forget Dean. Dean's gone now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that very much. I like that. Um, so then the other big thing of the storyline was um, last week, Hazel you know, came out to her parents as bisexual and her dad was receptive. Her mom was very much not. So she's very worried. She was going to pray fervently. There? Exactly. And then luckily, it looks like everything was fine. The, her family showed up to the wedding Zoom call. So that was great. <laughs> And no, this was very touching. I really, really enjoyed this wedding. And, I, and it was very adorable seeing Tariq walk up with his daughter with the flower petals as the flower girl. I, I thought that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And the cherry on top of all this was, I think, my favorite non-90-day couple. We have to decide what the phrasing is for that, Rob. Like, the non-couple person. My favorite one this season has by far been Angela. Angela, So for her yeah. to officiate the wedding, top-notch. Best choice ever. Yeah. Now she was a breakout. She had a lot going on. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she had many moments over the course of the season. Uh, she was skeptical friend. Uh, she really put Tariq in his place uh, regarding mm-hmm. the minty thing. She was at the bachelorette party and uh, dropped the uh, the child is naked uh, when she walked out <laughs> on booty cheeks lady. And then she officiated the wedding. So really, she was such a utility person in the Tariq and Hazel story. Yeah, no other friend uh, of the couples on this season has been as involved as she has, but in an appropriate manner, you know, like not inserting yourself in. Not she was a good asking, friend. Yeah, yeah. She was not pop popping it by asking inappropriate questions at the dinner table. She very much knew what she needed to say when she needed to say it. And I did appreciate that from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I uh, feel like there was a missed opportunity to not get more of uh, Tariq's mom in the series. It really yada yada his mom, even in the, oh, yeah, by the way, his mom is also watching the series go down mm-hmm. right now, like watching the wedding. They really did not acknowledge her at all. Yeah. I feel like that we could have gotten a phone call with her, but maybe she didn't. Uh, they got it and she didn't really deliver. Yeah, I think it's very possible that she just either the content wasn't there or she didn't really want to be involved with the show and said, well, let them just know that I'm in on the wedding. Like I'm watching the wedding. That's all people mm-hmm. need to know. That's possible. Puya, how about Dwayne uh, drove in from Salt Lake City for this? Yeah, is it? So I'm very much geographically uneducated. Yes. How far of the drive is that to Virginia? Oh, I would think it's at least like four days driving. Wow. Okay. Okay. Dwayne, like that. Okay. So I, that's I mean, that's Dwayne, basically like, like driving across like three quarters of the country. That's no joke, then. It's a pretty serious move. Okay, so it's more serious than I would have thought. But I love that from him. I love that Dwayne was there for the wedding. And, like, he was carrying all the benches and everything alone. It's, like, it's not Dwayne. nothing like, to fly in from Salt Lake City to Georgia. How far is that? 
I mean, it's still going to be, I mean, according to Google Maps, uh, it looks like this is a 31-hour drive from Salt Lake City. That's a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm very happy that they were able to patch things up in the midst of all this because it was very clear that, you know, Tariq is the guy who's living in the States. Hazel can't have her family here for obvious reasons. Tariq can, but Tariq's mom can't because, you know, COVID is dangerous. I was very much appreciative that they left that in where he said, yeah, I didn't want my mom. My mom said she could come, but, you know, she's someone that could have high impact with COVID. Didn't want that. Mm -hmm. So Dwayne is here. They patch things up. I hope him and Dean patch things up, too, uh, because obviously it's not great that he all his family and him are in, are in big problems. But I like Dwayne. I want to hear more from Dwayne. Yeah. He seems fun. He seems Maybe nice. Dwayne could help patch things up with uh, Dean and Tariq. He could be the glue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would love that. Yeah. You would hope so. Okay. Uh, let's do a high point and low point for Tariq and Hazel. Okay. So a high point for Tariq and Hazel. Is it, did he peak in the premiere? Because yeah. I'm crazy about hot sauce. That was yeah. the best part. Yeah. We me. got very little of Tariq's rap career here in mm -hmm. uh, this season. Was Tariq and Hazel, were they better uh, on their, uh, what was it? They were on 90 Days the Other Way? Before the 90 Days. Before the 90 Days, yeah. They were a bigger feature there. I can tell you that. They mm -hmm. were a bigger feature there. There was a lot more excitement there. Watching Tariq interact with the Philippines and Hazel's upbringing yeah. and her family, that was all phenomenal TV. And then the when Dean comes in to meet Hazel yeah. and like talks down to her and that whole breakdown like they were a very exciting part of before the 90 days yeah sure. i think that the producers were banking on the all right here comes hazel and they're looking to add a third party to this and it's going to be they'll be on they'll be going on dates and bring and then covid mm -hmm. i think came on and really just like uh threw a monkey wrench into the production for Tariq and hazel yeah, I think that we didn't really need to talk about the the COVID implications with Rebecca and Ziet because I don't think there would have been much they would be doing there that would change drastically mm -hmm. their story. But literally going on dates with a third party for them too would have been a lot of the a lot of the I think the producers look of entertainment in this season, which they did not get, which yeah. is why I think that once COVID hit in the storyline, they kind of just didn't give us any of Tariq and Hazel for like weeks on end where like the next time we saw them was like all right two weeks from the wedding i was like wait what happened to the yeah. next month and a half in the middle we had there? to zoom call minty and then also mm. like oh why don't we look at the website to potentially uh bring in the third party so they were very underserved like in the middle of the season yeah yeah so i think that the the premiere was the strongest for them him taking her out to the the, was it the hairy hair dog? The, hair of the dog. Yeah, hair I think that dog. might have been like yeah. uh, an episode or two in because he still had to like go pick her up from the airport and go wear like mm -hmm. powder blue on powder blue. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple episodes in before that. I think that that was like a uh, two fur of going to breakfast and then hit, hit up the ARE center. Yeah, so like they had, I think they had a strong start of the season. And then this last part, obviously... The minty stuff, there's been moments of it that was great. Him walk, him coming to the lunch in the Thailand shirt, talk about all this mm -hmm. was phenomenal irony. But it just kind of got repetitive and tiresome. So it was nice to see them end it on such a positive note because this episode alone reminded me that I did come in rooting for them and I'm happy to have picked the right couple to root for because they were both great. Um, okay. Ultimately. All right. 
let's talk about Brandon and Julia. But and by the way, I, I feel like we're good. I, I don't think I need any follow up with Tariq and Hazel. Yeah, I think we're fine. I don't think I don't see there's like I don't want to hear like oh so how did how is the hunt for the third going like we we're, let them figure themselves out. I don't well, need to like get if there's involved. a big update. I, I wouldn't mind knowing. <laughs> yeah, if if there is, it's like a yeah, third, we're in a thruple like now. Okay, all mm-hmm. right, let's explore that. Otherwise, like uh, no, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think that um, as far as like, will we see them again of it all? I think Tariq and Hazel could end up back on the show again. I don't think Rebecca and Zia, well, Mike and Natalie, if they're together by any wild stretch of the imagination, I know 90 Day is going to bring them back. Rebecca and Zied, they're ultimately not that problematic or messy. So I don't think they'd be coming back anytime soon. I could see Tariq and Hazel being brought back, if not for the fact that this thruple situation gives the show that gives the producers intrigue so that's your will they won't they bring him back up until this point okay all right let's talk about brandon and julia and let's uh brandon and julia like started off with like a lot of conflict and then uh it was like wrapped up very quickly and then we ended up then it was just like all like getting ready for the wedding yeah i mean we've this has been four weeks in a row that i've belted out Brandon loves me more. Mm-hmm. And then in, in the span of 30 minutes, they showed him become everything that Julia's wanted for a season, an entire season. Like he just did everything right. They started the episode with him and her having problems because she just kept saying, I feel like you don't want to help. You don't care um, multiple times. And obviously where they ended up at the end, I thought, Rob, this was a good redemption for Brandon to end the season. Yeah, he said, well, you know, then after today, you're never going to be sad again. And she was just like, oh, Brandon, like you like uh, you make me so happy. And then that was it. Never looked back. I think I don't think he did this by design, but by having the standard be so low by constantly not caring, not doing anything, him just speaking platitudes worked and then drawing one bath changed everything one mm-hmm. bath was all it took and now he is the knight in shining armor that uh, she thought she was gonna be he was gonna be she seemed irate with him when she was cutting up the flowers and then mm-hmm. he doesn't help he doesn't do anything and then he just put them down and then said well like one nice thing and she was like oh now you make me so happy yeah That's <laughs> it didn't it. take much i mean think about julia's transition from russia to the u.s starts off you have to help with the farm animals you have to sleep alone by the way we're going to store paint in your apart in your room your room's kind of half storage half room and we're going to give you problems we're going to push you we're not going to let you get married the day you want blah 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 to now like she's getting this side she's you know they sleep in the same room now ron and betty seem to have eased up she's getting you know brandon is showing some appreciation so like they really broke her down before they let her build back up. And it's she's in a better place for it now. But obviously, it didn't take much to get out of that bad situation. Okay. So Brandon and Julia, they um, are getting everything prepped for the wedding. Uh, we have this uh, bathtub scene. Which, which I thought was wild. Of that, um, <laughs> you know, they're gonna like set up like uh, Brandon calls it a spa. Uh, basically, he's like uh gonna set up in Ron and Betty's bathtub. And now is that a therapy bathtub, Puya? Um, I think so. Based on the fact that they were in it naked, that it we heard that you have to be nude in these situations for it to be therapeutic. So mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards therapeutic bathtub yeah. for sure. 
Um, because we know how Brandon like, is in the hot tub. Like uh, anything yeah. with hot water, like uh, we know how this is ending. Yeah, we know how it started. We know how Scrub it's going to Scrub that end. tub after. Yeah, disinfect the <laughs> hell out of it. <laughs> I did notice that he put, so he asked her to dim the lights, turn off the lights. Mm-hmm. He's got the surprise bath, uh, you know, ready and drawn. But I did notice that the candle on the side of the bathtub wasn't like a small, it was like a whole Yankee candle that mm-hmm. he put on this. I was like, Brandon, that is not what you use for this moment, but that's fine. We'll allow you. Like, what do you have, small candles? I, what do you, what's, what's, I, th- I think the movie candles. Yeah, like a tea candle. Like, you know, you're trying to set up the ambience. You're not trying to like burn the whole Yankee <laughs> candle. And like, what if that spills into the tub? That's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big nightmare. But I didn't realize that he was going to join her. I thought he was drawing her like a escape from no. this madness. No, yeah. but, Come on. I know. Silly me. <laughs> <laughs> that's not brandon's move uh he's gonna he's gonna get in there and then also not and not only he's gotta like set up his iphone so you know imagine this like romantic moment it's like hold on let me just get the the camera on the tripod also over here to set this up all right let me you know hit hit record and then you got to see his um like run into the tub then to get the shot going yeah, I don't know. I want to commend these people for signing Maybe up. Maybe they have a remote. This. I just, Rob, there's no world where I could just function regularly as if no one's there knowing that this footage is going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. So, like, for them to just be so nonchalant and, like, deep in each other's gaze, I would just, my mind would be elsewhere the whole time. It would be too much for me. I think you'd get used to it. I mean, Julia already, she's got the selfie stick down. That, that we know. Mm-hmm. When they said to Ju- Julia, you got to use the selfie stick. No problem. <laughs> Rob, how many episodes into a season, your first season, do you think is appropriate for you to become a cameo person? Like, hmm. pr- premiere hits, your introduced cameo, or no? Like, what do you think? Where what, you what's the right that? time to launch your cameo? I mean, I feel like yeah. that, I guess you want to strike while the iron is hot, but I feel like that you should be like sort of like in the very like home stretch before you're hitting up the cameo. Yeah, because I'm just trying to think about it. Is anybody it. Like, else well, on Cameo from this season? Yes, Jovi is. Yes. Um, and Jovi is like a whopping 50-some dollars for, for Jovi. I know. It's nuts. Um, there's quite a few of them, actually. Actually, that are, all right. So should we involved. check? Are you interested? Or you want to uh, check? I mean, there's not a ton of meat well, on the yeah. bone in Let's this episode, uh, if we want to check this out. <laughs> all right. Uh, 90-day fiance. So my 90-day fiance Ziet. search uh, did not... Uh, yield a lot of great results so let me space it out i typed it all one um zied is 35 dollars. he's available okay here well let's should we want to sample some of these and see how they how they're doing oh Oh, yeah absolutely oh we how about this betty and ron gibbs are on cameo no for 39 dollars okay uh you're interested (laughs) to hear what a betty and ron cameo sound like i bet that's good if they're anything like their son who uh, that uh, he does not phone it in on the cameo. Uh, that he's working, no. he's he's working hard. Oh, Betty has a big glass of wine in this one. Okay, uh, this is somebody. This is a gift. Uh, so maybe for a gift, would you like to get a uh, message from Ron and Betty? Here we go. Here's here's Ron and Betty on cameo. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Hi Leah. Leah. Hi, Kathy. We're Ron and Betty from Ninety Day Fiance. And we understand you guys are big fans of the show. And we really appreciate you watching. Absolutely. And so does Brandon and Julia. Absolutely. Oh, so we're out here on our farm. Uh, 
It's beautiful out here today. It's warm and the wind's blowing a little bit. Reese, my hair is blowing all over I'm the place. I'm enjoying a little glass of wine. And Betty's uh, enjoying a little glass of wine, and uh, we uh, we've heard that you guys have a big occasion coming up. I know. Congratulations. Yeah. We hear you guys are getting married uh, just in a couple days. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so awesome. In fact, we also heard that then on the uh, next day, you guys will be moving in together. Wow. So they can stay in the same room. Well, that's good news. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. It was Ron and Betty on, on camera. You say Betty might try to get them to switch the date if uh, they don't like the wedding date. I know. I know. They're like, hey, listen, Mother's Day? No, 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 no. How about yeah. you don't? And like that, that would be worth your money. If you just throw in that you're getting married, then you might get a 30 minute camera. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that might be worth the money. All right. Some other stars of season eight on cameo. You want to hear a Natalie cameo? Oh, snap. Okay, how much does she go for? Well, you, I, I can see it. You tell me. Uh, $40? So close. $50. $50 50? cameo from Natalie. Okay. All right. Uh, All here's right. what it would sound like if Natalie is going to wish you a happy birthday. She looks very happy in this picture. Okay. Hi, Melanie. How are you today? Hope your day is going great because it's a special day. Guess why? It's your birthday. Happy birthday, dear. I'm so excited that your friends, Perry, Roxanne, and Ryan, got for you this cameo. And I have opportunity to wish you happy birthday. So let me do it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Melanie. Happy birthday to you. I mean, that was bigger than Uncle Bo got on his birthday, right? Yeah. Why is she whispering? <laughs> She's like so quiet. Like, you can't give me excitement and whispering at the same time. So right now, if I was tier listing these mm -hmm. birthday um, uh, cameos, I think Brandon's still the king. Okay. Easily. How about Amira? Amira is on cameo. 35. No, she's uh, actually very high. $62. For a cameo from Amira. Amira, that is steep. That is, you are Baby, asking a lot. Come on. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of money for a cameo from you. Everybody knows that I was the star. Come on. Yeah. Like, if, if on top of your cameo, it says four interest free payments of 16 with a firm, <laughs> like if you have to pay installments, that's too much. That is too much right there. <laughs> yes. But what does it sound like? Okay. Uh, here is Amira uh, for a birthday celebration. I feel like that Amira is not really high energy. I don't know if I would go for Amira on Cameo, but let's see what she can Same. do. Yeah. Hi, David. This is Amira from 90 Day Fiancé. I wish you a happy birthday from your friend Nancy and from me. So you have two beautiful women wishing you a happy birthday. How lucky you are. Look at you. How lucky you are. So I wish you a happy 47th birthday. And I know right now we are in the middle of the pandemic and you, you cannot celebrate it the way you want. But don't worry, you're going to celebrate it later. I know my birthday is on the 29th of February. Well, there's no 29th, but still. Um, I know I'm not going to be able to celebrate it neither, but... All right, baby, come on, let's do another take. Uh, could you give us a little more, uh, you know, excitement? You know, people, uh, I'm just saying, that's that's what I would do. 
I love that it starts with like, it's your special day, but how lucky are you that we're giving you the time of day right now? Mm-hmm. Like you should be thanking us for wishing you a happy birthday. All right. How about uh, Julia is on Cameo? So Brandon was what? About like within so the So this is where it's, it's interesting. Okay. Uh, Brandon is $37 for reference. Okay. Uh, Ron and Betty are $39. Okay. So is she $38? <laughs> she is. What is that? What what valuation is this? <laughs> All right. Here is a Julia $38 cameo. And uh let's see. How about you you want a birthday or other? Yes. No, let's do birthday. Okay. Here is a here's Julia giving a, a birthday message. Hello everyone. I'm Julia and this is American News. First, we start talking about weather. Excuse me, what? Yeah. Guys, we have very important news and we need talking about this right now. Rene, happy birthday today. She's turning 61. But my darling, past year. This has Brandon's fingerprints all over it. He's producing uh, Julia's cameos. It sounds like it. Like this is this is some like thematic. We're doing yeah. TikTok style stuff. Yeah, he's held in like, the phone. Yeah, yeah, it's good. That's good. That's the way to do it. It's very clear that he is not paying any attention to Betty and Ron's cameo. <laughs> no, because, they're on their own. Yeah. They're on their own. All right, and finally, and Jovi. Uh, we mentioned fifty dollars for Jovi. Uh, although maybe you get like Jovi like uh, chugging a beer. If, yeah, if it's like, okay, I'm going to shotgun this beer for you, that might give it some yeah. production value. Or like you want Jovi talking about a wedding or Jovi talking about a birthday? Yikes. Um, let's go wedding. You know what? Okay. We've done birthday. All right, let's, let's see go Joe, wedding. if you can get excited for somebody else's wedding. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Kristen. This is Jovi from 90 Day Fiance. And I just want to let you know that Thomas is so sorry that he got drunk and went fishing with his friends before your wedding. Perfect guy to I go mean, to. Honestly, I would probably do something like that myself, but he wants to apologize to you, tell you that he loves you so much, and he loves Parker, and he can't wait to be your husband. And the thing that hurts me the most that he wants me to say, oh my God, I'm going to cry if I have to say this, roll died. <laughs> Imagine you're in trouble with your significant other for getting drunk, and it's like, I got the go-to guy. All right. If there's anybody that'll help fix this, it's Jovi. <laughs> because that guy yeah. screws up more than anybody. Certainly that uh when once they see like hey, I, it could be worse. I could be with Jovi. That's so funny. That someone thought this is the right solution. Mm-hmm. Maybe it got a laugh out of Kristen potentially. Yeah. But I don't know what I really want to be synonymous with jovi of like oh yeah me and jovi we did the same thing hope you'll forgive me i feel like that might be a mistake i don't know mm-hmm. yeah um i totally forgot we still have to talk about jovi and yara i'm just looking to see if there's anybody else uh <laughs> of note uh big ed is on cameo of course uh how much for big ed do you know oh he must be like 120 no actually very reasonable i think uh that he's just only uh 69 dollars <laughs> nice yes very big ed so like yeah if i if i could get ed for 69 dollars or amira for 62 i mean i don't think that's a close fight 
I, I I would go with the big Ed just to see. I feel like he's going to put more into it potentially. Yeah, potentially. Uh, yeah. You, you want to hear Big Ed or are you? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. We can listen to Big Ed and then I want to hear Zed before we go. Oh, Zed yeah. is on here. Yes. Okay. All right. Let me see if I can find Zed. Uh, here's a uh, Big Ed and he's got like a disco ball uh, going on here in the cameo. Okay. <laughs> uh, here we go. Oh. He's in a bear costume. It's a celebration. No. It's a celebration. Nancy, Alexa, stop. I think I can take it from here. Nancy, what are you doing on my phone? I know. You're a big fan of Big Ed, and I love you for that. I mean, Big Ed, you have to get the visual on this. If you're go on Cameo, look up Big Ed in the bear costume. Uh, that <laughs> that's wild. I, I would not think that Z Ed is going to be a natural on Cameo, but uh, let's see. Only thirty five dollars for Z Ed, and uh, let's let's see. Okay, here's a uh, Z Ed uh, wishing a happy birthday to somebody. Hello, uh, Michelle. How are you? I hope you're okay. So I want to say happy birthday. I hope you enjoy your birthday and you have a great day. Your husband, your love, uh, Chris, Christopher. Here I am. I wish I said the name right. And you must not say my wife. I love you so, 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 so much. You are so much beautiful. You are so much sexy. Happy birthday. And hope you enjoy your birthday and you have a great day. Thank you so much because I heard you both watching my story and like my story on 90 Days Fiance. Enjoy this season. Bye. Now, wait, what do you think? Is uh, Z-Ed like a big Ed where he's like telling the Alexa to put on uh, Alexa, put on the slow jazz for this like romantic cameo I'm about to give? I don't think so. I think he's just like, that's just what he's listening to in the moment based on the angle he's utilizing here from what I can tell. He's cut his hair, which is Mm-hmm. Such a different look for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did go over to peek at the big Ed because I couldn't help myself. One billion percent worth the seven dollars <laughs> to get him over Amira. Like, not that yeah, that was a with question, all due respect but... to Amira. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, okay, so uh, there you go. Uh, you know, I thought maybe I was a doubter on uh, Zed, but you know, you send uh, Z- your wife a v- video of uh, Zed saying like, uh, "You are so sexy." You are like, uh, maybe it does the trick. Mm-hmm. I think that's listen. I think that that is not the worst investment. No, and then knowing that you've you've contributed to Zed getting a new game for his Xbox, win win. Okay, like, that's great. All right, yeah. we, uh, Tariq is on cameo no. also. Oh, my how God, much I'm for so Tariq? Forty two. Forty two. Okay, uh, you are very close. Forty dollars for Tariq. All right. Okay. Let's, here's a birthday message from Tariq. Oh, I can't wait. Here we go. Gabby is having a birthday. Say, Gabby is having a birthday. Shooby dooby. I say, Gabby is having a birthday. Those dirty thirties are on their way. Right, I'm just curious to know: is he singing in all of them? Uh, let's let's check out another one. Uh, another. This is. Uh, for a gift from Tariq. Okay, let, let's see. Girl, you hot sauce. Hella hot sauce. Pretty little ghost pepper burn my mouth off. Girl, you hot sauce. 
hella hot sauce. So far, I can't breathe when you top off. Cough, girl, you hot sauce. Hella hot sauce. Aliyah. What's up, girl? This is Tariq. And your friend Julia wanted me to assist her and the rest of your co-workers in wishing you a great blessed send-off to your new job as an ER nurse. And I am humbled and happy to be able to help them, especially with you being an ER nurse in the time of this pandemic. Yes. All right. There you go. <laughs> what a citizen. Imagine Would you're you leaving like your job. You get a message from, from Tariq. Could be worse. Could be worse. Could be getting from worse. But Rob, I want to read his bio to you on, on yes. the cameo. Tariq Myers, enlightened world citizen, world traveler, 90-day fiancé franchise cast member, songwriter, musician, and performer, intellectual. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to need to see some documentation on some of that, Tariq, but we'll allow you. It's fine. All right. Well, now, now I'm like curious to see, like, uh, is Stephanie on Cameo? And it looks like that she she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm uh, although that this is um, uh, looks like that she is uh, not available, uh, but she okay. has she has done cameos. Uh, in the past, and I'm trying to see if I could play one from her. Uh, let me see if I can get this to work from Stephanie. Okay. Hey, Jules, it's Stephanie from 90 Day Fiance. Your husband, Robert, told me you're turning 50 soon. Happy, happy birthday. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. And I wanted to let you know I am not crazy. Ryan is a complete ass. So he sometimes makes me feel like I'm going to go insane. But honestly, I'm not crazy. So you guys have a wonderful time. And just know 50 is nothing. I turn 53 here in a few days. So we're kind of celebrating together. So- there you go. All right. You heard it here first. Um, all right. Uh, we got so distracted on uh, the cameo. Uh, but yeah, we forgot all about uh, getting back to uh, Yara and Jovi. Getting ready for the wedding. That's right. So real quick, um, with regards to Brandon and Julia, before we put them to bed. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, we got distracted. Yeah, yeah, Brandon and Julia got married. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, they got married. Uh, They read their vows. Um, She wanted him to write them in Russian. She would write them in English. He clearly wrote three lines and then gave up on writing it and just held his phone. Well, well, was he waiting like uh, 30 minutes before the ceremony to write these out? Oh yeah, this is his mode of operation is procrastination. That's something I've learned about this guy. Yeah, so he just read them off his phone. It was adorable. They were at the church. That was great. There were moments of seriousness where they're exchanging vows, and you just see Ron and Betty in the background, like crouching all over the place, trying to film the thing with their phone. So that was funny. Um, Pop Pop had a confessional where Pop Pop said, "I I thought I would have to find him a wife, and Mm -hmm. I'm glad he did it on his own." And I thought, Pop Pop, no one wants you to find them a wife. Yeah, do you think that there was ever a date that Brandon went on from a woman that Pop Pop set up Brandon with? No, I do not think there's any universe where Pop Pop knows any women to introduce to Brandon. So Mm -hmm. I think that Pop Pop likes to think that he'd be the ultimate matchmaker, but uh, that is not Pop Pop's mode of operation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, No, the Brandon and Julia with those giant cards, though, was just so bizarre. Of like Julia, like it looked like that. 
you know, I think her idea was, hey, let's write our vows on these cards. And then I think that probably this becomes like a wall piece of we -hmm. write the vows and then this goes up on the wall side by side, except that Brandon, uh, I think, did not really get like he could have had an index card for what he wrote. Uh, And also, like, did not a lot of negative space. This if Julia was thinking about putting these on the wall, if she does, this will look ridiculous side by side. Yes, I do not think this was a good call. Um, I think the sentiment is phenomenal. You know, you have something to commemorate the moment, that day. It's written from that day that's, you know, you get to keep that. But especially because it wasn't lined, you could tell that Brandon's lines were like slopey. So it didn't look great. Hanging that up would look like a kindergartner wrote it for you. Yeah, so that it's like good. if I took something from Dominic or Anthony and put it on the refrigerator, that would be the equivalent of hanging up Brandon's vows. Um is there any follow-up we need with Brandon and Julia potentially at the tell-all? Uh, have they moved out from Ron and Betty's house? Yes, the so. first one for me. Yeah, um, I got more questions about Ron and Betty at this point. Honestly, like mm-hmm. how have they? What have they done with the rooms? Not that the kids have moved out. If they have, I would like to know that information mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I loved Ron with the dad joke of all dad jokes of I have my wedding tux or my funeral tux which one is this ha 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 like mm-hmm. very classic older man being like nobody <laughs> kills ron like ron kills ron like uh he, yeah he is his own favorite comic for sure <laughs> yeah um brandon and julia in terms of peaks and valleys uh i mean they came out the gate uh, you know shot out of a cannon i mean those first three or four weeks of Brandon and Julia, they were transcendent. They were the stars of the show and everyone else was just there. They were passengers. They but, carried the show on their back. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is that I think with a 90 day season two, if they can hook you in the first three, four episodes, you're there till the end, no matter what. And they made the 100% correct decision in having Brandon and Julia be the first ones out the gate because they gave us so much content. So much content to the point where once they went on autopilot, we still watched when we still continued on with the season. Mm-hmm. And I think the best parts of them was obviously the discussions for the um, the Mother's Day wedding, the dinner with Pop Pop, Brandon just sitting in the backseat while his mom called the OBGYN. Mm-hmm. Like they had so much good content at the beginning. And I think the slogs of the season were... Um, them at the church when Brandon was just kind of not understanding Julia whatsoever. Yeah. And from there on out, I mean, once we got through the is Julia pregnant story, I mean, oh, yeah. uh, that was just like, you know, they they basically like they had like a, a, a like riding a huge wave came down a little bit. And then, you know, uh, back to like high highs for that. We milked that for a week or two and then they just fell off a cliff. Yeah, they, they're just gone now. Absolutely gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Good luck to them. Thank you for giving us the content you gave us and uh, we move. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. Yara and Jovi, uh, they are in Vegas. Uh Really, we didn't get a, a, a lot of uh, meat on this bone either. Um, it seems like that Yara has come around on Jovi a little bit after last week. They had room service. And so Jovi was able to uh, get her back into the fold a little bit. Uh, Jovi is playing blackjack with Kaz and Klein 
for a little bit. Um, and Yara comes down. She seems in good spirits, but then once she wants to drink water, Kaz is uh, saying, this is uh, a little sus. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that moment because, of course, Kaz is going to have a comment. Like, Where's your drink? Like, you, you don't have a drink in hand? What are you doing? You're doing Vegas wrong. Um, just let, it's her wedding. You're playing mm-hmm. blackjack. Just let the woman do what she wants to do. It's none of your business. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting that th- only the parents know this long. I'm surprised that Jovi hasn't fumbled and told them because it seems like he's sloppy like that. Yeah, and it seemed like that also Klein uh, seems like uh, that he feels like something is off. I thought that he was going to ultimately figure it out uh, and basically or dad was going to slip. Yeah, I think that um, Klein is good detective. And I did think when the Monty and Klein were talking, that's when it was going to be revealed. But it wasn't somehow. Again, very surprised how tight lipped they're being because mm-hmm. I don't they don't seem like they'd be good with stuff like that at all. So we had a couple of shopping trips uh, that we're going to go on in this episode. Uh, first, we go shopping for rings. And I was a little confused. But yeah, I thought, are they going for the engagement ring? But Jovi says later on, like, hey, I already spent money on an engagement ring. So I guess mm-hmm. that she already has the engagement ring. But uh, they're going shopping for a wedding band. And um seems like that Jovi's trying to skimp here a little bit if he can. Yeah, he's like, I'm not spending, what, 1200 on the ring, which I thought that's not that bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't get it. Um, and he really yada yada his own. He was like, oh, I like this one. It's plain. It's basic. It's easy. Let's go. Let's mm-hmm. move on. Let's move on. So he put no thought into that. And if um, Yara wasn't there to make sure that the ring she wants is being bought, he would have bought the first thing that he would have seen. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, the wedding band you don't really think about. It. No, they don't really tell you about that one when you're sort of like uh, they tell you like, oh, okay, you got to buy an engagement ring, buy an engagement ring. Uh, the wedding band can sneak up on you. Yeah, and it's like so. I don't know much about the uh, the economy of rings, mm-hmm. but is the wedding band typically the less expensive? Yes, expected to be the less expensive of the. Yeah, two? so typically, like your engagement ring, uh, and again, I'm not speaking from an area of uh, real expertise, but the engagement mm-hmm. ring is typically, you know, uh, the bigger investment of the two. Uh, that is the one traditionally that is going to be like the big diamond uh and then Mm. uh the wedding band is a second ring uh that is going to be used in the ceremony uh which you know i think is going to be more of a compliment to the engagement ring gotcha okay cool all right so So then yeah yeah um uh, we hear yara is looking for a huge brilliance uh she's looking for Hey, she is worth the huge brilliance. I want that for dealing with Jovi's nonsense. Huge brilliance is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes time to, okay, we need a ring for Jovi. Uh, he's like, all right, just give me the first thing. Oh, it fits perfect. Let's get out of here. Yeah. You could have given him the ring from when you open a soda bottle. Yeah. And like he would have just fine. worn that. He could have cared less. Yeah. Wasn't super interested. Um, Gwen was horrified by Jovi's behavior. 
Yeah, no. Gwen has been someone who's been on the like on the return for me from mm-hmm. like the second time we've seen her. She's become better and better, and I love that she's firmly in the Yara camp now. Of like, yeah. no, Jovi's being ridiculous with his takes. Her turning point in the season was when she found out that Yara was having the baby. Uh, once like she found out, like I'm getting a grandkid out of this. All right, Yara is the greatest. Uh, like Jovi, uh, get your act together. At like in the beginning <laughs> of the season, it was a little bit like, who is this uh, woman who's stealing our Jovi. But once she found out that there was going to be a grandbaby, she's like, uh, Jovi, don't, don't blow it with Yara. I love her. Mm-hmm. And it was it was done from there. It really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, she needed someone on her team, quite frankly. So I'm glad she got someone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're also going to then see Jovi go shopping for a tux. Uh, I like that Jovi is just uh, roaming around the tuxedo shop with a Bud Light can. <laughs> Yeah, so her, uh, him, and I want to say it was Klein walked in with mm-hmm. drinks in hand. Mm-hmm. It was either Klein or Kaz. I was like, y'all really don't need a drink to do this. Just, just fine. And like, he's not even, he's renting a tux, right? So based on the conversation, it seems like he's going to rent it. That's the move. That's the plan. I loved the, uh, the, the tux lady, the person who yeah, was she helping was good. him out. She was very good. I did enjoy her presence in in this episode but no so we did we was this knowledge that we had already or did i just get blindsided by the fact that they're gonna get married by elvis yeah so they're getting married at graceland (laughs) wedding chapel i have the website open uh right now that i'm looking at it so do you think that they're going with they offer a traditional ceremony or the elvis ceremony uh what do you think jovi is going to be going with sounds like they're going for that elvis ceremony yeah uh, they also like have an the adventure uh, ceremony, which could involve the Grand Canyon. Uh, so um, <laughs> this is what they offer. This is the uh, this is through the Graceland Wedding Chapel, the Grand Canyon helicopter package. Okay, now, let me tell you what this is, and then you give me the price for this. All right. Okay. Uh, as described on the website. It is difficult to picture any outdoor setting more spectacular than the Grand Canyon in which to exchange marriage vows. Imagine standing across from each other amidst millions of years of geological history against the backdrop of colorful cliffs and the mighty Colorado River. Okay? Your limo will pick you up at your hotel and will take you to the helicopter boarding area where you will embark in a private helicopter and begin the 40-minute journey over Lake Mead and the magnificent Hoover Dam Toward the labyrinth of stone and valleys, you will descend and land near the canyon floor where your wedding vows will be said to one another. A cake and champagne reception will await you under an authentic Indian palapa. Upon your return to Las Vegas, you will fly over the Mojave Desert and be treated to a bird's eye view of the fabulous Las Vegas Strip. That is a lot. Mm hmm. So you're at, you want me to guess the pricing here? Yes. Okay. I'll throw. I'll give you some of the perks. Uh, okay. Bride and groom and two guests. So this is not going to fit for this wedding party. Uh, wedding cake, champagne toast, limo service, minister fee, uh, canyon landing fee, three hour ceremony. Four thousand. You nailed it. Three thousand nine hundred ninety nine. <laughs> wow. Booyah. That's okay. Okay. For me, it was like 3000 until the helicopter got involved. I'm like, that doesn't seem like mm-hmm. enough money at okay. this point. It's got How about the Elvis money. package? Uh, Viva Las Vegas. $400. No, it's $199. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> uh, the use of the chapel. Elvis is going to sing two songs. Uh, you could go all the way up to the seven ninety nine. Uh, that's uh, the chapel. Uh, two different Elvis I- impersonators. Uh, that you get like the young Elvis and then also the old seventies Elvis. Uh, and then photo credit and Facebook live ceremony. Uh, that's if you go all the way. Uh, and then there's also a traditional ceremony there. I think that he's going to go with the 199 because we watched him spend all his money on blackjack and lose it. So I think mm-hmm. he lost the wedding fund. Yeah, that's we're definitely getting El- Elvis. I don't think that Elvis uh, actually officiates the wedding. Oh, Elvis, like Elvis walks the bride down the aisle and gives her away. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I think I would have rather had Elvis than Micah give the bride away. Yeah, no, I mm-hmm. mean, I'm very happy to take that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis is getting a little more dressed up for the occasion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, the uh, wedding shop lady was great. Yeah, no, I loved her a lot. I thought she was a great late addition into the uh, the skeptical people slash like the the non couple people. I thought that she was a good addition. I liked that very much. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the it was the it was the high point of being in that in that um, uh, tuxedo tux store. Yeah, she had a good look. I liked her. Um, she's a, one of the top five like uh, customer service associates of the season. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, it is a very competitive place, though. Yeah. With the the GameStop, GameStop girl, lady, yeah, the furniture lady, the right. furniture store lady with Jovi and Yara. So we've had some good contenders this season. Yeah. Okay. So um, Jovi's dad and Klein are talking about this, uh, and so Klein feels like something is up. He's worried that okay, Yara is marrying Jovi, but does she really know? Jo- I think she gets it at this point. No. I think what's not like he's not Jovi's not some complex specimen. He's very easy. He likes beer. He likes his job. And when he's not on his job, he likes to drink beer. Done. Like, that's, yeah, that's pretty much. Pretty yeah, much Klein Jovi. is like she knows vacation Jovi, but regular Jovi, like he goes out every night. Like, does she yeah. know? Like, yeah, you know, she she does know this. Sounds like vacation Jovi to me. Sounds <laughs> like he's the problem is he's vacation all the time, really. <laughs> there's no not vacation jovi yeah yeah okay and then we'll see you next week uh the uh jovi and yara wedding can't imagine there's gonna be uh too big of a setback barring that jovi doesn't like go on a bender and then miss the wedding right right i don't i think that's the most likely thing is a hangover situation where they don't find him like he just vanishes mm-hmm. uh, yes. but i don't hangover situation happen. like the movie not like that he has like a you know terminal hangover Right, exactly. Like the movie, like the movie. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, Justin Bartha of it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, Rob, so this week in 90 Day Bears All, there was a Jovi segment that we can yes. jump into real quick. Yes. So they had, they brought this um, lie detector and they brought the guy to examine him. They hooked him up to a lie detector machine and they asked him a bunch of questions. So... I'm going to quickly read these through for you, and, and you're going to hear some wild stuff from him. Okay. So, first you're, of all, you're going to play the Jovi clip? I don't have the clip. Oh, okay. You're I don't right. have the clip. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, so before they hooked him to the lie detector, they asked him, like Sean asked him about his drinking. Do you think you drink a lot? He said he doesn't think so. He's like, well, I'm at work. I can't drink. So it's two months of no drinking. So when I'm done, of course, I want to drink. And when I drink, I drink hard. So he's like, when I go out, I'll have 10 beers. Sure. And then there was a whole like, you know, how much is too much, whatever. Um, then we go. Is into, 10 beers too much, Booyah? I feel like the only time I've gone the 10 beers is when we did the Century Club in my freshman year of university, mm-hmm. which is 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes. That turned out to be about 14 cans and mm-hmm. I was gone. Like it was, it was entirely too yeah. much. I'm like, I'll have like three to five. It's mm-hmm. kind of like five is like the cap because also I don't want to be breaking the seal and going to the bathroom every like here and there. So I usually avoid beer after like the third one if I can. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I think there there probably have been days uh, some time ago where I had 10 beers in a day. But uh, I think if I if I had three to five beers at this point, uh, like I'm pretty sure this is ending in uh, I'm, I'm going to be vomiting. Yeah, like I'm coasting on three to five. I do not need more. There's no situation where I will end up. Really? Like I have one white claw at this point in my life. And uh, it's like, uh, woo! And two, like uh, I'm not getting out of bed in the next morning. Yeah, no, I mean, um, especially this last year with the pandemic, my tolerance has fallen very low. I'm like a two white claws and I'm buzzed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's great because it's economically better and I'm into it. So it works out for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the biggest like uh, impediment to my drinking is uh, kids because uh, mm. they don't really understand like, uh, hey, could everybody sleep in tomorrow morning because uh, dad tied one on last night where <laughs> like they're getting up 630 and no matter what, uh, you know, every, every single day. Uh, it's really like, uh, you know, if I could clear my schedule out the next day, it'd be a different story. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the, the world does not stop turning for the kids. It might for you. You might put it on pause. They only know play. They don't know anything else. So that's unfortunate for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Rob, with regards to this uh, lie detector test he took, okay? Yeah. So he first lie detector question was, did you sleep with a stripper? Okay. Ever? Jovi said, yeah, ever. Jovi said, no. Lie detector. Lie detector said, you lied. So there you go. First one. Then what do you do there? Asked, you know, like you're on a lie detector. Like, like first off, why did Jovi agree to mm-hmm. uh, be on a lie detector on uh, 90 Day Pairs All? Uh, second of all, okay, you're you're attached to a lie detector. You get asked a question uh, that is like, do you go down with the ship, Puya? What's the move? I mean, no. You be when you're in a lie detector test. Just the only thing you can do, short of you can't leave, be honest, because like. It's going to know. You're not going to fool this. And Jovi Rob tried at least three different times to fool it and was surprised when it didn't. <sighs> I like, wonder, though, up. like, do you admit it or, or do you do you lie and then say that like, n- no, there must have been something wrong with that test because I'm telling you, I was telling the truth. I think that the problem is most people will be like no you're at this point you just don't want to face it i feel like that's the problem mm-hmm. like no one's going to be sitting there being like you know what you have a point these tests can be a misread because mm-hmm. other stuff are coming out true right so it's not going to be i don't think you can hide it once you're Maybe. strapped into this how about this Bria? yeah what, what if you lie about the baseline stuff like uh how old are you uh 57 okay it's gonna say lie it's gonna say not true so the whole thing is the, this machine is broken 
<laughs> What's it mean? Here's the thing, Rob. To do get away with that, it requires someone who's very good with speaking. He's not KG. Jovi is not that man. Yeah. For sure. No. So slept with the stripper. He said no. It was a lie. Then they asked him more than one stripper. He said no. That was true. So he's only slept with one stripper ever. And then the next question was very specific. Did you go to Jamaica with the stripper? He said yes. And it was true. Okay. And then he said, how did you know this? So someone gave them insider information, which is great. Um, the follow-up question was, did you have an ex-girlfriend that peed your bed? He said, no, it was true. So that story was a lie. That wasn't a thing. Wait, he said it was a lie according to Jovi, but it was true according to the lie detector? No, so the lie detector verified that Jovi was speaking the truth when he oh, said, no, she, okay. I did not have an ex-girlfriend. I peed my bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But was it um, an ex-girl? Was it, was it a girlfriend? He said it was my buddy's girlfriend. So it wasn't his girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the last question they asked him was, have you ever had multiple girls in one go? And he said, no, it was a lie. He lied about that. Jovi. And then when Sean said, what's the story? Jovi coyly replied, which one, which time? And then said, oh, no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And then they had the guy ask him if he was kidding. And he said, yes. And that was a lie. So he's had multiple, um, more than mm-hmm. one person in the bedroom encounters. So. All of this happened, and then Jovi's like, oh, man, I hope she doesn't see this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, you signed up. You accepted mm-hmm. to do this. So that was a mistake on your part for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, bad job by Jovi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not surprised by that statement whatsoever. Yeah. It's Jovi going to joke. I mean, that's the stupid test of uh, if you're Jovi, do you accept <laughs> being hooked up to a lie detector on 90 Day Bears All? Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like anyone worth their salt would have said, don't do it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Hey. No. <laughs> anything okay. for the pub okay all right um and then uh jovi and yara looking back i mean they're not quite uh done yet do we have a high and a low for i feel like we have lots of lows but what was the high for jovi and jara uh um, aka uh yara and jovi <laughs> i think their best moment might have been when they, she was getting her henna done yeah. in the middle of the street that was great i like that um and then beyond that uh, when she first moved and how she did not like the living situation at all. I did enjoy that for a little bit. But then for the most part, it's been very low. Lots mm-hmm. of lows. Lots of lows. Monty's not great. Don't love Monty. Um, that whole party stuff was awkward. Um, their whole like ceremony engagement party did not go well, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. there's a lot more lows. Um, I think the high Rob might be watching her walk down the aisle with Elvis next week. I think <laughs> yeah. we're saving the best part for last. I mean, the furniture store lady was a high, I think, for them. And yeah, yeah. also maybe when um that uh Jovi was out of the picture and uh Yara went with Sarah to go uh get like a manicure and Sarah that told the good. story about uh Jovi with the strippers. Yeah, I like that as well. That was a good time for 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 sure. It's a lot um, mm-hmm. with them because I think that I think that ultimately their story was more than the rest of them had more serious elements into it that kind of takes you out of the goofiness of ninety, right? With their past and the the miscarriage and everything there. So definitely with them, they've had moments that are just like ha ha, and then moments that are like ooh, I just don't want to be here anymore mm-hmm. because it's very uncomfortable. Okay. We have anything else to say about this final uh, penultimate week of 90 Day Fiance? No, it made sense. It was run of the mill. 
Some people got married. Some people are on hold till next week, which we will see next week, Rob. We're going to the the next time on was very dull until you saw Stephanie torching Ryan documents and saying goodbye, Ryan. Mm -hmm. That was great. So we'll see Stephanie. That'll be good. Um, Andrew and Amira are going to be there for whatever reason. We're going to see them. And then obviously Joe Villara, Mike and Natalie finishing off, which Rob, the, given that they only showed us them four, I genuinely think it's going to be a one hour finale. Yeah. And then the rest is going to be a tell all. Okay. I assume that's how it's going to go, Good, which I'll take. Good. Because uh, things are slowing down. So uh, certainly would love to see uh, the bears all or uh, the tell all of it all. So, all right, that'll be next week. Anything else, Puya? That's it, Rob. That's it. It's been a fun journey. Okay. All right. Puya, I know you have uh, so much going on. What well, What's your week looking like? So this week, it's going to be fun. Um, I have, of course, The Masked Singer. Yes. We're in the middle of it. Three episodes in. Three very interesting unmaskings. So it's only going to get better, I think. Me and Liana will be back talking about all of that. I am taking, I will be talking The Circle, uh, season yes. three, with Taryn. Um, it's been phenomenal. This season's been great. Two weeks in now, and I can't get enough. And luckily, I get six episodes a week to talk about. So I'll be back talking about that with Taryn on Saturday. And if the feeds are generous on Big Brother Canada, and we get a little bit of crumbs to talk about, I will be back, of course, Friday mornings with Taryn to talk about what happened on the live feeds the day prior. Mm-hmm. And then as far as streaming goes, I am taking the weekend off. Whoa. Um, yeah, celebrate a year with Liana. So we'll take the weekend off to just, you know, hang out, not do anything yeah. too uh, high stakes, but just, you know, just like spend time not doing yeah, and it's a Easter. lot of this other stuff. Yeah. 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 It's I mean, good, the, good I will be back. I will be back on Sunday for Among Us. Um, oh. But until then, I will be uh, offline. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, another great uh, Easter comeback story. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Very good. But yeah, that's, I think that's everything. Am I leaving, forgetting anything else? No, I am not. We are good. Okay. All right. Uh, got a lot going on on RHAP as per usual. Uh, I'll be back Monday night to talk about everything going on on Big Brother Canada. Looking forward to that. That's been a lot of fun uh, so far this season, doing my Monday night Big Brother Canada uh, stuff. On uh, Talking with T-Bird, we caught up with Dawn Meehan. Uh, dropped that podcast uh such a fun conversation with Dawn. We watched her two Survivor seasons over the last two weeks. A uh, lot to say with Dawn about Caramoan and Survivor South Pacific. And of course, uh, if you missed our look back at Survivor South Pacific, that is up. Uh, myself and Brian Scally and Beth Dixon talked about uh, all things Survivor South Pacific on our latest uh, Survivor uh, rewatch panel, the 29th best Survivor season. And not to mention, I will get into the 28th best season of Survivor, Survivor Fiji, coming up uh, this Wednesday night. All right? There you go. All right. Uh, Puya. Uh, great job once again. Uh, it is almost the start of a new month. Great time to get in on everything we have going on over on uh, Patreon. Of course, uh, we have lots of patron activities, including uh, once a month. We're also doing uh, Patron Mafia with uh, Puya holding it down. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, we do a weekly feedback show about all of the different Survivor seasons that we're counting down and plenty more. We have our patron 5 for 5 number 200 with the First Lady of Podcasting coming up the first week of April, so it's a great time to get in at the start of the new month over at robberswebsite.com slash patron. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Take care of everyone. Bye. 
Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work, but you know it's easy bundling with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance, and it's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. 